you guys for leading our worship this morning. It's greatly appreciated. Salt and light, probably something a lot of us have heard a lot about over the past couple of days. Friday night, driving home from Lisburn, gritting the roads. People were out gritting the roads because of the snow, stopped at Creighton's garage, and there was plenty of people buying bags of salt. Light, mother rings you. Make sure you've got candles in case your electric goes out. You need lights on your car to be able to see as you're driving through the snow as well. If anybody knows me particularly well, they'll know that I either have the habit of not turning my lights on or leaving my lights on when I'm parked. And that doesn't work either way because when you're driving through the snow, nobody can see that you're coming. And really, when you get back into your car the next morning, It's not helpful that you've left your lights on all night, and really, what use is that light doing? Because it's now light outside anyway. Salt and light, ironically, is what we're talking about this morning. John Stott uh, has said the following, probably the greatest tragedy of the church throughout its history has been its constant tendency to conform with the prevailing culture instead of being counter-cultural. Salt, light, God colors, God flavor, counter-cultural. Now, with this comment, Stott summarizes what our reading this morning is saying. We read the words shine, flavor, season, illuminate the world around you. Don't conform. This morning, as we gather here, we have a model in Jesus. We have the message of the apostles. Counter-culturalism is at the core of this Jesus revolution that we're living out. About this life that we heard so much about Christmas that was born into our world, now we're focusing on the kingdom manifesto, and it's to be counter-cultural. But salt and light How do these metaphors speak into a generation and an age in which we're warned daily on our TV screens and in our magazines about the danger of having too much salt in your diet? Or we can listen to programs that warn us about the dangers of light pollution. Salt and light. What do they do is probably a good place for us to start this morning. Because if we don't understand them, how can we live out this command to be them? Salt. It's amazing what you'll learn as you're preparing in the office. I think it was on Wednesday I looked up something and said to Roberta, do you know that they used to pay people in salt? Apparently, in biblical times, that was how you got paid. So salt was extremely precious, and apparently, I'm taking Wikipedia for it, that that is where our word salary comes from, salt being the root of that. If Gary Burnett's here, he'll maybe know something about that. Salt, what does it do? Salt preserves. In ancient times, it was used to keep meat from spoiling. Salt was important, just as important as a fridge is in our homes. When our character then this morning reflects what we have been commanded to do in this reading, to be salt, we can have a positive influence on the culture around us. And I don't know if any of you were watching the Nolan show on Wednesday night, but goodness, 
Boy, do we need something different in society today. Boy, do we need different voices. We need, and our society needs, salt. So salt preserves, but salt also flavors. As Jesus' followers then in this world, we are commanded to be making a difference as we go about our daily lives. Even, even if we're not well educated, even if we don't have a whole pile of money, even if we're not powerful or perceived to be powerful by the world's standards around us, we can impact others. That's what this salt and light thing is all about. Bring to that discussion something new. Bring to the table something that changes the atmosphere. Our society this morning, outside, on our streets, needs salt. Salt preserves, salt flavors, salt penetrates. Have you ever noticed that when you put a little bit of salt on your dinner, it doesn't take long for that flavor to work its way right through everything? Patricia has just caught my eye. Patricia knows, following our staff Christmas dinner, that when I go out, I don't usually eat salt, but when I go out, boy, do I put plenty of salt on it. Uh, and the flavor just kind of gets right through everything. Similarly, just that little bit of you, just that little bit of me showing Jesus in that situation, in that meeting, a little salt flavors the dish. Each of us this morning being grains of salt in a society so desperately in need of it. Salt also creates thirst. We want people to see something different in us. We want that salt to penetrate society. We want that salt to cause a thirst out in the world around us. The people will become thirsty for Jesus. The people will become thirsty for living out this kingdom manifesto. The people will become thirsty not for what they see around them, but rather this countercultural um, revolution that Jesus is offering. People are crying out that the world is hurting. The world is hurting, but in here this morning, we are encountering a Jesus who tells us, well, here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's how I can use you to do something about it. Because once that salt not only creates thirst, but salt also spreads. A little flavor can change a whole batch of food. Jesus starting out his earthly ministry with just 12 random guys following him. Centuries later, here we are still worshiping that living God that they were spreading the message about in those ancient times. We can be salt by sharing what Jesus has done for us. But our reading this morning also warns us that salt can lose its strength. Jesus said, if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything. Bear that in mind, we'll be coming back to it. So we're called to be salt, but we're also called to be light. That light comes from Christ, 
Time and time again in the scriptures, we see Jesus telling his followers that they are the light of the world because they have come into contact with the light of the world. We only have to think of John chapter 1, which we so often read at our Christmas uh, carol service. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was the light in the darkness, light coming from Christ, yet being shone through us. And if Jesus could use uneducated fishermen, surely he can use us. Light points the way. We only have to think about lighthouses that guide ships through treacherous waters to illuminate paths at night. Light reveals one tiny candle can be seen across a huge room. But then we're warned that light can grow dim. Salt, light, agents of influence. Scott McKnight, in his book, The Jesus Seminar, shares the following. One day, my publisher sent me a letter and asked me for a list of influencers in my life or in my world. I had never really heard anyone called an influencer. So I wrote back to the publicist and said, what's an influencer? And she said this, big mouths. When these people speak, others listen. Now I'd heard of big mice, but I wasn't quite ready to see that as a good group until she explained more. She went on in the email to say, influencers are people who lead. When they behave or exhibit a certain characteristic, Others want to buy into it. So I began to think and I sent back a list of the following. Billy Graham, Bill Hybels, Rick Warren. She wrote back, I don't want a list of your friends. I would like influencers. So I went to work again. And here's what Scott says. Jesus believes that each and every one of us is an influencer. Not just pastors and leaders, but each and every one of us. Salt and light. They might mean a variety of things if you consult the commentators, but one thing that they do mean is that both salt and light influence the situation into which they are placed or turned on. They make an impact. But there's more here because Jesus doesn't just call us to be an influencer, because we already are an influence. Look at the thrust of the passage. Be salt and light. Don't let your light grow dim. Don't lose your saltiness. The presupposition this morning is that we already are doing this. We're already shining and flavoring. Interestingly, apparently, salt can't become unsalty or according to the scientist whose article I was reading this week anyway. But be salt and light is what we're told. Jesus wants us to be more influential by faithfully being who we are and by faithfully doing what we are called to do. Follow Jesus show love to our neighbor as we would ourselves, and serve out of the grace that we have already experienced and been shown by God. 
If we pick weeds, for example, from our garden daily, if we water our flowers daily, surely doesn't that improve the garden? But if we only go out once in a while, and I'm glad I have a balcony so I can speak with a lot of authority on this because I don't actually have to do it, but if we go out once, say, a year to try and look after our garden, is it any wonder that when we look at it, we'll see tons of weeds? Similarly, we are to practice being this salt and light, not once a year, not at that good time of the year because everybody likes to be nice around Christmas, but every day, everyday situations and circumstances. I want to take us back a little bit till September. If you were here uh, at the Gospel according to Van Gogh, we looked at one of his famous paintings, Starry Starry Night, in which we see a quiet hamlet, we see a night sky, we see stars in that sky, we see buildings reflecting the light of those stars. But when we look into the picture, we realize that there's actually one building without any light. And that building in that particular painting is the church. So there's a question here this morning for us as we reflect about what it means to be salt and light in the society around us. Is our light shining? It's certainly shining in here, but is it shining out there? Are we inspiring others with the salt and the light that we have received. If you were here that evening in September, we then picked up on a pop artist called Ron English, who took on this idea of Starry Starry Night and developed it further. He was a pop artist and his title of his painting was Starry Night Urban Sprawl. And the significant thing about this picture is that when you look at it, actually the church does have light in his picture but it's reflecting the light of the consumer society around it. It reflects the values of the earth rather than the values of heaven. The church in the painting is pictured as a cooperation. It's outreach marketing, it's worship entertainment, and it's God a commodity. Salt, light, God colors. What are we doing this morning to the people that walk past us. As we come through these doors, what do they see? Do they see the same as the world around them, or do they see something transformative, something redemptive, an alternative way of living? Salt and light. I think I've used this illustration before, but It is one that always powerfully speaks to me and I think really challenges our understanding of this idea of being light in the world around us. Picture the scene, a home in rural Ireland, maybe at the tip of Ireland, almost on the seashore at the turn of the century. In that house lives an elderly woman who is quite wealthy, but quite frugal. She knows how to look after her pension. Her mantra is, look after the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves. So her neighbors are surprised when she becomes one of the first in the neighborhood to decide that she's going to get electricity. Several weeks After the installation, an engineer calls at her home to see how that electric's working out for her. And she says, it's going great. And he responds, well, I'm wondering, can you tell me why your meter shows such little usage? 
And she says, yes, she says, every evening I turn on my lights long enough to light the candle, and then I turn them off. We, this morning, if we're going to be salt and light in the world around us, need not to only turn that light on at, in, at convenient times, but that light and that salt needs to penetrate all the time. Light, of course, brings its problems because for us, maybe there are some situations that we actually don't really want to be light in because light draws attention. It makes you and what you're talking about the focus of the gaze. So is it any wonder in the passage this morning that we have this allusion or Jesus saying, don't hide your light? It's surprising being salt and light, but it's also a little scary. Marianne Williams comments this, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. Because we ask ourselves, well, who am I to do this? As Cheryl Cole would sing, and I don't apologize for this shameless, cheesy pop lyric, don't believe what you tell yourself so late at night. You'll never... You're your own worst enemy. You'll never win the fight. This morning, be who you are born to be. Be a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world around us by shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. You and I this morning are born to manifest the glory of God that is within us. We are born to be salt and light. We are born to bring out the God seasons and the God colors in the world around us. Look at the example of Jesus that we have in the scriptures. Jesus is dangerous. The teaching that we find in the Sermon on the Mount, as we will discover if we follow it, is truly dangerous too. Jesus focusing on a message of inclusiveness rather than exclusiveness. We're going public with this. God wants as many as possible to be in on the action. And how do they get in on the action? Well, they get in on the action by us being salt and light. They get in in the action not through something that we do, but through something that God is doing in us. The key is in the reading. Be salt and light. Bring out the God colors, just like we were learning last week. Blessed are the peacemakers, makers. The clue is there. It's active. It's not passive. And if this morning, if there is no one out there to be reached, if there are people in our workplaces that really it doesn't really matter about them, if there are people that maybe a society sees as not good enough, if there are people out there in our families who don't need to hear this, why are we commanded to be salt and light, inclusive, blood, sweat, tears, labor, be salt and light. Bring out the God colors in the earth. Of course, 
We are all individuals. We all have different personalities. We're all not the same. We're told in Scripture that we're born unique, but we're all born in the image of God because He has created us. And we're told that He has a purpose and a plan for each of us. So go this morning. Go as you are, who you are in Christ, out into the world and be that salt and light. That is why we have called this morning God's Rainbow Coalition, because yes, we're unique. Maybe each of us shine a different color, but when those colors unite and shine for the glory of God over and above the society in which we live, they come together and create something beautiful. God is using us to bring His kingdom here on earth. So this morning, go into the world. Be salty. Blaze your way through life, not for your own sake, but for God's. Are we up for it this morning? Are we ready for the challenge? Are we sincere about being part of this rainbow coalition of God? Seasoning, reflecting a different way in the world around us, impacting the world for His causes, not ours. The power this morning to change the world by just being who we are in and through Christ. But don't be surprised. Don't be surprised this morning if you go out into that world and try to be salt and light that it doesn't get you into trouble, that it doesn't mean people will say things about you, that it doesn't mean it will attract attention. Don't be surprised if trying to be salt and light results in some things you wouldn't have planned. Because those who thrive in darkness really don't want light, and those who relish in blandness really don't want flavor. But God, but God wants His colors to be on display across His creation. This week, it was the anniversary of the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr., and he observed the following, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. This morning, as we leave here, let's not settle for the black and white of the world around us. Let's be part of God's rainbow coalition. Because what's the alternative? If we fail to be this salt and light, if we fail to shine and to season, well then, the church actually fails to impact. It becomes a dinosaur, a memorial to a world that no longer exists. So on the one hand, it might protect those within itself from fear of stress and anxiety. But on the other hand, it becomes spiritually and biblically irrelevant. That is what to be salt is about. If we don't do it, if we don't impact society, then the salt turns tasteless and the light flickers dimly, if at all. Be salt and light. Bring out the God flavors. Bring out the God colors. Shine. Let's go out of here this morning being salt and light. Light in the light is not much use. Light in the darkness, on the other hand, well, that's when things really change. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we yet again come before you having 
thought about your word and seen the challenge that it is to follow you. Yet, in that following, we are able to be part of what you're doing in your world. We're able to shine for you. We're able to season for you. We're able to impact our homes. We're able to impact our communities. We're able to impact our workplaces. Father, take us, use us. May we be salt and light. And as we've been reminded, darkness can't overcome darkness. Only light can do that. So we thank you for the light that you sent to us in Jesus. We thank you that he is the light of the world. So we pray that we could reflect even just a little of that light in the circumstances and situations we find ourselves in. Jesus, take us, use us. Don't just let us sit here and leave unchanged. Stir us to action, and may we be part of God's rainbow coalition. Amen.